This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. guys I'm so excited I'm like giddy you could hear my voice to have Nikki on today Nikki is a pet psychic and I have to say after starting to follow her if you're in the Evolve community I think it's just going to make so much sense to you and I love saying that because I know so many critics or people who may be cynical of these things thinking like a pet psychic are you kidding me but if you understand energy her work just makes so much sense. And I say that over and over again in the episode. And I just think this is a beautiful bridge from everything we do in Evolve, connecting to animals and their realm and their energy. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Nikki. I know that you're going to love this episode and be sure to stick around till the end to hear the reading that she gave to Bam Bam. Well, I'm so grateful to have you here. I've been so excited for this. Um, And in my experience with just the energy work that I do, what you do just makes so much sense. And I say that because I'm sure there have been a lot of people in your life who are like, you do what? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? But if you understand energy and if you Mm -hmm. study energy, what you do just simply makes sense. It just makes sense. And it's been so exciting following you, connecting with you, and learning from you because it's it's true. They are energetic beings. They feel our energy. And it's so important to approach life with them that way. So can you share a little bit about your background, how you got here, doing this because you have a really interesting story and I think everyone would love to hear it. Yes. So I used to be an attorney. I was in, I was a trial attorney. I was in court every single day. I was in Philadelphia. I had like an hour and a half minimum commute one way every day. And I was so stressed. Both of my eyes were twitching at separate times. I was in a suit. I was in heels. It was just like not for me, I was not on, I was not in alignment with me. I got into so many car accidents. Like everything was just going, everything was a mess. I knew I needed to do something different, but I didn't know what, right? I went to law school only because I was, what, you're 21 years old when you graduate college, 20, 21. Like, what do I want to do with my life? I have no idea. Let's go to law school. Like, okay, mm-hmm. first bad decision, right? Not bad. Everything is for a reason. So anyway, I left the law and started working at a holistic wellness center down the street from my house. I took like a $60,000 pay cut, best decision of my life because I was so miserable, went to this wellness center, was like making barely anything. But at the time, we we were living, our grandparents owned a home that we were living at, so they didn't make us pay rent. So like we were able to do it. And at that wellness center, one of the massage therapists could talk to animals and she didn't do it professionally, but she had been doing it her whole life. And when I learned that, I was like, what did you just say? Like, I, cause I had never heard of that in my life. So I am not one of those psychics or mediums that animal communicators that 
grew up doing this. I didn't learn that this was possible until I was 28 years old. Now I'm 34. So at 28 years old, working at a wellness center, I went home and looked up animal communication books. And this bookshelf right here, this bottom row, is all of the books that I just bought from all different authors. And every book from all of these different authors all said the same thing. And they all said, everyone can learn to do this. And all of those authors, the like pioneer animal communicators that have been doing this for like 50 years, 40 years, well, 30, 40 years, they didn't learn that this existed until they were like in their 40s, 50s. Some of them, most mm-hmm. of them had corporate jobs that they didn't like. So I was like, all right, well, if all of these successful animal communicators are saying that everyone can do it, um, I'm everyone, like I'm going to try. And I just started doing free practice sessions for anybody that would give me feedback. Did that for like six to eight months and slowly convinced myself, holy smokes, like I'm doing this. And it, it just clicked. I never like doubted it was a possibility because like the second I learned about it, it just made sense. And when things come into our life that are meant for us, it just makes sense. So about, I I still was a lawyer for like another year and a half and then went part-time lawyer the last half of that second year and then went full-time animal communication and it just took off. It's just been such a phenomenally amazing journey and I'm just so grateful. It's you bring up something that I've been really tuning into lately and it is sometimes we have no idea that this knowledge, wisdom, gift lives within us Mm -hmm. until we hear it and our soul just knows it. It's not like, oh, I just learned this. It was like, no, no, no. I actually knew that. And that book, that person, that post Mm -hmm. helped to extract that, helped to remind me of what already has existed within me. And is that, is that how you felt? Erica, you're so right. Because in the moment, I don't think I felt that, but up until the point where I bought all the animal communication books, I had never one time read a book for fun because my whole life I had been in school and in school that I didn't enjoy. So I'm like, why am I going to read? And I bought these books and literally was reading a book a day. So something inside of me, even though I wasn't consciously aware, like, hey, I can do this. It's already there the essence of Nikki knew that because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to be crushing every, a book every single day. Like I read more books in two weeks than I had done in the 28 years of my life. It was just so fascinating. So yes, like something in me initially wasn't consciously aware that I had, we had, I had this ability and we all have the ability. We'll talk more about that later, but the fact that it took off the way it did and I exploded the way I did and that I, it just like, this whole empire opened up about animal communication. Like, yeah, that was there waiting to just like burst out of the seams of my physical body, <laughs> you know? So cool. How did the people around you, your family, significant other, how did they react to the shift? You know what? I'm so blessed and I have like the most supportive family ever. So not a single, well, grandparents and aunts and uncles were like, what? But no one ever said anything to me about it. They only ever said it to my parents, right? And But my parents totally just wanted me to be happy, knew I was stressed. My husband was totally on board. Now, 
I don't think anybody short of my husband, well, maybe not even my husband because I didn't think so either, but no one really foresaw me building the business that I builded, that I built talking to animals. Like now I have an online school. I teach workshops every month. Like people are still like, how did you get here? And I'm like, because I believed I could and I just followed my heart. So I, I didn't go through what I that's think it. some, yeah, that, that's, that's it right there. Like follow your heart. I didn't go through what I think a lot of people go through of like the criticism from family. Like we're doing what? You're leaving a law degree for this. Like everyone was just on board, even if they silently were like, what the heck is she doing? But no one ever voiced that. <laughs> yes. That's beautiful. And that's amazing to have such supportive people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's so true. Like just following that and knowing that this is your gift and fo- and like not getting into the comparison or the what ifs or what are people going to think, but just following that, yes. thinking less and just doing more from mm-hmm. an expression of your soul, mm-hmm. I think is such a huge ingredient to success. So how did you first like come out as this? Was it on TikTok? Was it on Instagram? What was your first post? Like, how are you like, I'm going out there and well, I'm doing it? It's so funny because we both have our own businesses and the, we see the power of social media and the internet. When I first started, I didn't have social media. I didn't want social media. I didn't like social media. I just didn't want anything to do with social media. So I was posting on my husband's Facebook. And it got to the point where he was like, Nikki, you need to make your own Facebook. (laughs) So, Because I was trying to get people to practice with. So I eventually made an Instagram. I made a Facebook. And what I started doing is like reaching out to everyone that I knew. Well, no, let me, that's not accurate. The way it started, my acupuncturist, sees people all day long. So I would get like three or four text messages a week from her of her client's animals. So she would say to her clients, hey, I have a client that I've been seeing forever. She's learning this new cool thing of talking to animals. She's looking for practice animals. Would you want her to talk to your animal? So I would get like a picture of an animal and an email. That's all I got. I did, and, and the name of the animal. And I would do these sessions. I would email the people what I got. They would give me feedback. That was like the exchange. I would do it for free. You would give me feedback. So three to four times a week, I was doing that, which was amazing because what a lot of people struggle with in the beginning is finding animals that they don't know to practice with. Because if you are only practicing mm-hmm. with animals you know, you don't build the confidence as fast because the brain is like, well, I already knew that. I like know their people. So you convince yourself a lot quicker that you're doing it <clears throat> when you're talking to animals you don't know. So that's how it started. And then I gained some confidence and I was like, okay. So then I made the social media. And what I started doing is on Instagram and Facebook, I would post a picture of the animal that I talked to and then like a short summary of like things that they said. And that was it. It was my way of like spotlighting the animal, sharing some fun things they said. And in the beginning, because I did free sessions for so long, everyone and anyone will try something for free, right? Like even if they don't even believe it, it's free. Why not? So Almost, actually not almost, every single person I did a free session for referred me someone. And that was super cool because that brought in more people. And then Instagram slowly picked up and I was slowly getting a steady business. And then every time I, so once I started charging, every paid session I did in the beginning, every, every person referred me someone. And I was like, wow, like I'm doing a good job because they wouldn't be referring people if they weren't happy. 
And yes. then I made TikTok. Yes. And TikTok, <clears throat> like I exploded from TikTok. So with Instagram and Facebook, I was like booked out like two to three weeks. So I had a steady flow. It was I was sustaining myself. It was what I needed. I made TikTok. And within like a week, went completely viral, had like 100,000 followers in a week. Wow. And amazing problem. Like I got too, I got too many orders. So amazing problem to have for a new business. But with animal communication, I can't do this all day long. One to two readings a day, yeah. max. That's it. So mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. It was, I, I made TikTok on November 5th. I don't know why I know that date. November 5th. Within a week, I had to close my books because no, within a week, one night I went to bed and I woke up to 37 orders overnight. And I was like, what the heck? So I increased my price (laughs) to slow it down. And that did nothing. Two nights later, I had another video go viral. I woke up to 49 more sessions and I was like, ah, like, if you do the math, if I'm doing if I'm doing five or six readings a week and I just got 39 plus whatever the other number was, I forget, like I was booked out. Like so I had to close my yeah. books like and it was just like really overwhelming, but really empowering at the same time. And now yes. I have a wait list because I have like 6,200 people on my wait list, which I'm never going to be able to get to everybody. It's just like that's where I'm at now, which is so that's why I'm I'm teaching workshops every month because me as Nikki, I can't talk to your all everyone's animals. I just can't do it all day long. But if I teach you all to do it, way more animals get read. So that's just like how it how it exploded. Just social media. It's incredible. It's amazing. That is so exciting. I love it. TikTok is really something else. <laughs> and you know, it there's the there's the the good side and the bad side, but even the bad is the good. But when you – like the, the people on the internet, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be awful comments. And yeah. so TikTok exploded my business but also derailed me at the same time because all of the hate yeah. comments I got, I got called a fraud in like 20 different languages in like seven days of being on TikTok. I got called schizophrenic like 1,600 times. Like it was just awful. I got told I was taking advantage of grieving pet owners and like – when you're not totally confident in what you're doing, that yeah. stuff is going to derail you. And my and I was so mm-hmm. upset and I was like not outwardly doubting whether I could do this, but like in my mind I was like, "Wait a minute, like may, am I really doing this? Like am I am I just like making things up or am I just reading the picture, which is ridiculous because looking at Bam Bam, how would I have known anything about what he said about your husband and all that, right? Like that doesn't come yeah. from a picture." No. And my husband no. made a comment one day that really changed everything for me. He said, Nikki, all of these comments wouldn't affect you if you were confident. And I was like, you're right. Mm. So now when I see hate comments, I'm like, keep boosting the algorithm, man. Like the more you comment, the more people see my stuff. So it's like, you got to find a happy medium with social media because no matter what you do, there will always be someone to be negative about it. And you just have to like learn to put a shield up and just send them love. Because that's what they need, right? If, if they're being mean, they're unhappy in some way. It's so true. And 
like it's it's amazing how aligned we can feel to our purpose and then when that outside chatter comes in it just yeah. goes it feeds right into the ego into the limit limiting beliefs that might still be lingering somewhere or the doubts we may have that yep. may still be lingering there and if we choose to focus on that that's what will take our power away it's not exactly. the trolls and their comments that are taking our power away it's if right. we allow them to and if we start to believe what they're saying rather than what our soul knows right and to go a little bit deeper on that there's a law of polarity so for as many people that love you and adore you and look up to you there is the exact equal amount of people mm -hmm. that will feel the opposite mm -hmm. and if you grow, think about how extreme those two sides are. Right. And that's just what comes with the territory and it's a law of the universe. And just, mm -hmm. I think that brings me a lot of peace, like just accepting that that's a law of the universe. And it's really, if you want to look at the glass half full, it's really a testament to all the people that really respect you and how many people out there want to learn from you. I wow. Love that. So... I love and it's the truth. That, and I think social media captures that, you because, know, because there's people that are, go ahead. It's, you're, you're totally right. And I love that you said that because we could do, you could get 10 compliments, but you get one awful and that's all you focus on. But like you said, it's not mm -hmm. the comment that hurt that is derailing you. It's you allowing that in. So I love that you said that because that's exactly what it is. We have power over what affects us and we have to just remember that we are in control. Totally. It's so true. And standing in that power and aligning true truth. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, but that's why I wanted to open it up our conversation to like how much sense your work makes in my mind. Like it just makes sense because I understand energy. And for those who are naysayers, and I have a feeling you've heard from many of them or, you know, crit critiques of this or just cynical, not believing, that's okay. And they don't have to. And they're right. just not on that frequency to understand this and be open to it. And that is fine. Mm -hmm. um, and you're where neither of us are here to prove anything to anyone. It's just like whoever's with us and gets it, come on along. And if you don't, that's okay. And hopefully you will be in this lifetime or maybe not. And that's okay too. It, what yeah. would you, what are some suggestions you would say for people who want to tap it? I know you do a course on this, but can you give us like a little bite size, um, maybe three steps or I don't know, something small and tangible that we can use to better connect to our animals? 100%. And the first thing, and at first people are going to be like, really, Nikki, like awesome tip, but it's you have to just slow down because yep. we're all busy, right? We all work and we have our animals here and we love them. We pet them. But how many times are you on the couch petting your dog or your cat, but you're what I call doom scrolling on social media? My husband and I call it dooming. Yep. Like you're just mindlessly scrolling. And if your attention is focused on your phone, but your hand is on your dog, everything else about you is at the screen. So maybe in that moment, mm. your animal is trying to send you messages that you're missing because you're on your screen. So what I recommend people doing is slowing down and taking time every single day. Even if you're super busy right now, we all have five minutes. Five minutes, get your butt on the ground and roll around and play with your animals or go out to the barn and just be with your horse and just be with them. No phone, no distractions, nothing, no matter what, five minutes more if you can, but 
making it a habit every day to be present with them because I would never be able to do my work if I wasn't focused and setting the intention. Like you saw when I was connecting with Bam Bam, my eyes were shut. I wouldn't be able to be yeah. seeing things going around. My blinds are closed because you you have to have that focus. To, you're receiving messages telepathically. It's not like you're reading a sign on the wall. You got to there is some work on your part to be able to pick up these messages. So the first step is spending time undistracted with your animals and you yeah. will realize that messages are already coming through. You'll have a random thought pop in your head. You at first will think it's just you thinking of something or like a really good idea, but a lot of times it's really from your animal. The second yeah. um, recommendation is taking care of yourself. If you're not sleeping, if you're not eating well, if you're not happy, th all of that makes it harder to do any everything else well in life, but it's really going to make it harder to connect, to receive the messages from your animals because I like to say, if you're vibrant and healthy and happy, you're like a big wide open circle. If you're sick or tired or stressed, you're a really, really tiny circle. So when our animals are trying to send us messages, it's way easier for the messages to get to us when we're this huge circle as opposed to this really tiny little spot. So taking care of yourself, top, number one. I recommend all my students in my workshops, I say, hey, if you didn't sleep well last night or if you ate too much last night or whatever, if you got into a fight with your partner, if you're stressed out, you might not get as much information today as some of the other students, but that's okay because I'm going to send you the recording of yesterday's workshop practice on a time that's better for you. That's just like with everything else. So taking care of yourself. And the third is practicing. Like not, even if you don't want to do this for a profession or for a job or income or whatever, like with a friend's animal, like just practice, like connect in, look at a picture and just see if you can get messages because the more that you see that you already have this ability to receive messages from animals, the deeper your bond will become with your own animals because everything changes when you realize, wait a minute, there's way more here than just, I love my dog, I love my cat. Like, I really can talk to them. So even if you don't want to be an all-star animal communicator, play around with it. Text your best friend, hey, send me a picture of your dog, your cat. Even though you know them, there's still going to be things about their life that you don't know, like little specifics, right? And that... I, my husband and I, we love our two dogs more than anything, but there was a massive shift in how we interact with them and our level of connection and our depth of our bond since I started doing this because we we entered into like a new yeah. level of, wow, like we are really here together and it just makes everything in your life better. You become more compassionate for your animals. You become more compassionate for yourself. You slow down. You're nicer. You're happier. Everything gets better when you realize that you can talk to animals. And I don't just mean that like it's really fun and cool. You just bring more compassion to the planet, which makes everything better. But I'm just so excited for you to meet Bam Bam. I've been following you for a while. My friend introduced me to you. And um, I never anticipated having a dog. But now we have him. And he's like the love of my life. So I can't wait to hear what comes through for you. Oh, it's so awesome. I Talking to animals, and we'll talk more about this obviously throughout this episode, but it, there's like nothing that lights up your heart more than like hearing what our precious little furry ones have to say because 
we all love our animals to the extent that we don't even have words for. So it just is really awesome. And I just love every animal I talk to. I just laugh and I smile. And I always tell my husband, the, the favorite part of my job, in addition to talking to the animals, is seeing the pictures that people send me when they schedule their <laughs> session because it's just so funny. I love it. I'm right, sure. Let's so let's do so it. So sweet. Bam Bam's a male, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do, Erica, I'm just going to take a couple seconds to connect in and then I'll do my thing. And then we'll awesome. just see what he wants to say. Okay. So right when I connect with Bam Bam, he is showing, I always start with the personality. It's the first thing that comes through and he's showing me like, he acts like he's big man on campus, even though like he's really not. And he <laughs> acts all big and tough and maybe barks at a sound like he's going to conquer the world. But, but then if something were to like really get close and in his space, he like retreats back. So he's not really, he's like kind of all bark. And what's that phrase? You're like all bark, but no, I don't know what Bite. it is. Yes, that. Yes. All right. So yeah. let me see what else he says. And, and I'll ask you, Erica, um, if that's accurate or for more details, but don't say anything yeah. unless I ask that because I don't want to know anything until okay. I'm ready to, to ask you a question. All right, Bam okay. Bam. So let me get more of a sense of your personality. It's really cute. He's showing me when he sees something that he's like, what is that? Or he's barking. He's leaping forward. He's looking at it, but looking at you like, mom, do you see this? Is this safe? Like he, you are his safety net. And he, he's very inquisitive, likes to see, like, likes to know what's happening, but then feels your safety from behind him. Like, okay, I got this mom's right here. The part of Bam mm -hmm. Bam where he talks a big game but might not have the bite for it does that sound about accurate for him yeah I always call him like the little alpha like he mm -hmm. he's a Leo and he acts like a Leo like he thinks okay. he's the leader and the boss of the home now he thinks he's the leader and the boss but like if something scary or something were to like a loud sound would happen would that spook him and then he'd retreat back and he wouldn't actually be like that alpha that he's making everyone seem to think he is? Totally. Yeah. I mean, he will, with other dogs, he can get a little snippy and like go mm -hmm. after them. But for the most part, um, he kind of just like does his own thing. Okay. All right. So Bam Bam, yeah. what would you like mom to know? He's showing me one of his favorite toys where he's biting and then flicking it. And like, it's going like, he's not just like, but he's literally like, like flying it, like flicking it to the side. What do we need to know about this? He goes, um, I'm, I'm better than toys. I'd rather just be outside and be doing adventures. So I have toys and I have stuff, but like, I'm kind of above that. Does that sound like something he would say? Today, I took him for his walk. We came back inside, and he literally realized he was inside, turned around, and went back outside. He wants <laughs> yeah. to live out. He's just like me. He wants yep. to live outside. Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, Bam Bam, what else does mom need to know? 
Do you have a favorite spot that you... Okay, he's like, first of all, Nikki, you asked me what mom needs to know, but then you asked me a question. I want to tell you what I want to tell you. <laughs> okay, let's go back. <clears throat> Erica, do you... Um, so I'm seeing him being high up, like in a building where he's like, not just like a second floor, like he's up high, he's like looking out a window, but he seems to be like really high. Do you live up mm. a couple levels or is he ever with you where when he's looking out a window, he's like looking down and there's like a big drop? Yeah. So we live in a beach town and our houses have to be raised because mm. of the flood, like a flood zone. So he goes out on the balcony a lot and I've noticed mm -hmm. that um I notice he feels different like he has his balcony I want to know what you have to say too but I notice he has like his balcony and he goes out there but he really likes being on the ground level and mm -hmm. outside and it's mm -hmm. it's a different energy for him mm -hmm. okay so bam bam what else do we need to know about you looking out the window because what I saw Erica was him it was like he was looking out a window looking down so almost like mm -hmm like a high rise is he ever in like a, an office or something higher up like mm, let me really high up yeah like he's looking out a window like 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 a city right if you're if you're like in a high rise in a city and you're up in like the 20th floor and he's like looking out the window like that type of yeah. height okay so we take him to florida and we are in a high rise there mm, okay. and we're going in two weeks okay so let's see that might be why he brought it up let's talk about that Okay, so yeah, that's what it is because it's not just a balcony. It's like up there, but he's showing me wanting to shoot to the ground and then run to the beach. Does he – well, don't answer this. Let me see. What yeah. do you think about the beach, Bam Bam? The sand, the ocean, if you're even by the ocean. I'm seeing more of like a bay-type area. It doesn't look like sand, beach. Have you taken him – to both the beach and then also the Bay Area. So our house, you could see like in our house where we live, you could see the Bay from our house. Okay. Um, but in Florida, it's on the beach. Okay. So let's talk about the Bay. What do we need to know about that? He likes the Bay Area because it's less crowded and he can explore it. It feels like he has more freedom there. Tell me more about that, Bam Bam. Okay, he doesn't, it's not that he dislikes the beach, but he does want to go for walks and stuff near the bay because he says that that's a time where it's less crowded and he can connect and be in the space with you more, like he wants to go with you where it just seems to be calmer. So is your bay area a place where you guys can actually go for a nice little stroll? So we have a route that we walk and I, we walk the beach, we go to the beach, we have like a moment on the beach together and then he goes back in his stroller and then we cut across to the bay and I mm -hmm. used to take him to the park by the bay, but I haven't done it since like last season. Is it calmer on the bay side, like less people? Not necessarily because right now by our house, the beach is pretty calm too, but there are a lot more dogs where the mm -hmm. bay we like pass through on, in his stroller and sometimes I'll take him out to just sniff. 
Okay. It seems like the Bay Area, and again, he doesn't dislike the ocean, but the Bay Area he likes because it seems like the energy is calmer. So if he's, that would make mm. sense if he's in the stroller and you're walking him or if yeah. he's getting out to just sniff yeah. and there's less dogs, maybe less for you to worry. He just likes having that space to connect with you. Um, so maybe doing mm -hmm. that, maybe the park too, and just, and also setting the intention when you're at the Bay Area or even on your walks in general, in your mind, connecting with him, like, okay, I'm in this space with you. Let's go for like our meditative walk. Cause that he really enjoys that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been practicing that a lot more. I, I meditate for a living and then sometimes on oh, our right. walk breaks. Yeah. It's, but sometimes on our walk breaks, it's me like wanting to get a walk in, but also like catching up on DMS or texts. And like, I actually listen to your posts and it makes so much sense. Mm. Um, I've been really trying to be intentional and with him and what you said earlier about me being a safety net, like it's a hundred percent true. He's basically mm -hmm. completely blind at this point, And he knows that I need to be fully present with him in order mm -hmm. for him to feel completely safe. So that's something we've been practicing. I love that you just said that Erica, because I didn't know that he was blind and I've talked to many blind, blind dogs. I don't think I've ever talked to a blind cat, but they still see in their own way. Like he didn't feel inhibited yeah. in any way. Like he's not upset about it. And that would make sense when you're walking, like when, how you've been trying to be more present and not on the DMs because that's a yeah. biggie. And when he, what he showed me with, with the Bay Area is, and maybe, I don't know, maybe when you're at the Bay Area on that route, you're not doing your DMs because maybe he's out sniffing and you're more focused on him, which maybe is why he likes that spot more because then you're not on the phone as much. But it's, even though you meditate for a living, try to remember and not that you're not doing it but when you're out walking him that's his and your meditation together right and then totally office time can be some other time because he really enjoys that yes all right so bam bam yes. what else would you like to share with us this morning let's talk he wants to talk about his food okay what about your food <laughs> he says i don't i'm very impatient I'm not calm. I, I'm seeing him like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on. Come on. Like you're not going fast enough. So, okay. Keep showing me stuff about your food. It's like he's running in place, but not moving because he's so excited. Does he get excited about his food? Yes. He actually does something a little unusual. I mean, I think it's unusual. Before he eats, he brings his favorite toy over and he's like trying to like play with us, like mess around with us. And mm -hmm. he wants us to engage with him to stimulate him to then eat. Okay. So the food that you're eating, the actual food, Bam Bam, how do you like your food? What you're actually chewing on? He says that he's kind of a messy eater and I'm seeing him going like, yes, like it's like all over his face. Literally. Does that happen? Literally. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't have teeth. He has some teeth, but not a lot. And it's hard for him to like grab his food. And we, we call him, I know you're going to tell me the energetics of this is way off, but I say it from a place of love, like our little monster. Like he's yeah. just like a little gremlin monster when he's eating mm -hmm. and there's always a disaster after. So Erica, I'm glad you but brought that up. But tell me more about it being on his face. Okay, so real quick. 
when I make posts about nicknames for animals, all the internet trolls are like, yeah. my dog doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. And with you calling him monster, he is okay with that 100%. It actually makes him yeah. laugh because it's like the image that I'm getting when you say monster is like one of those movie character, cartoon characters like in the monsters where he's like all funny yes, and they're kind of yes, short yes. and fat. Yeah. Yes, that's what he just showed that's me. That's exactly where it came from. Yes. yes. So he knows that and he's totally okay with it. Yeah. I love that. All right. So Bam Bam, mom wants to know more about the food on your face. He says, I don't have a problem with it. Mom just always wants me to be pretty. Okay. Tell me more about the food on your face. I'm seeing him like running away from you. You're trying to clean it off his face and he's like out of here. Does he give you a hard time when you're trying to clean him up? Well, it's funny. So my mother-in-law would always clean his face for him and he hated that. Mm. But after he became ours, he actually started to clean his own face. Interesting. And I think sometimes he's mad at me that I don't do it. Interesting because he was showing me running like not wanting you to. So tell me more, Bam Bam. No, he actually like – okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, yeah, don't say anything else. He oh. actually, he, okay. Because what I saw was him like not wanting his face to be clean. So let's see if that was from grandmom. Tell me more about the face cleaning, Bam Bam. Okay. Did, when your mom used to clean his face, and we're not calling out mom here, but did she do it like real fast, real hard, and like wasn't gentle? In his eyes. I'm not sure, but I could see that. It was actually, it was my mother-in-law, but um, I could see her like just going at it. Like, yeah. Going at it. That's what he didn't like. So Bam Bam, do you want mom to clean your face after you eat? No, because she'll use too much water and she'll get me too wet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Erica, what are you, what makes you think that he wants you to clean his face? And then I'll ask him a question. Well, I started to realize that after he eats, he does, he's on the move. He like doesn't run, but he's a fast pace to the carpet and he starts wiping his face on the carpet. Mm -hmm. And then I started to realize, oh my goodness, he has learned to clean his own face because I believe my mother-in-law would clean his face like with a rag after he ate all the Mm -hmm. time. Um, So that made me feel like, Maybe he wanted me to do it, or maybe he's just happy doing it on his own now. Okay, so let's see. He didn't like the rag because it covered too much of his face when it was happening. So, Bam Bam, would you prefer mom to clean your face with, like, a little wipe, or are you okay doing it yourself on the carpet? He says, I am self-sufficient, and the carpet works just fine. So... In the event that he is dirtying up the carpet and you don't want him to use the carpet, (laughs) if you're going to start cleaning his face, which I'm sure that's the case, don't use a big – and the color I'm seeing, I don't know why. I'm seeing like a dark maroon rag. I don't know why. A lighter color rag will work better for him and smaller. So maybe not smaller, but maybe you change the angle of how you're cleaning. So maybe you're not right in front of him covering his whole face. You're kind of behind him and doing one side at a time. That might be a little bit better. Okay, awesome. Okay, so Bam Bam, what else would you like to talk about? Let's talk about your home. This is always a fun question, and I'll ask the flip side, Erica. Don't worry. Is there anything in your home, Bam Bam, that you don't like 
or anything that's bothersome or disruptive. Yeah, I'm not allowed to be on top of the table or on the kitchen counter when they're in the kitchen. What else do I need to know about that? I always, he's saying, I always want to be up where mom is. So like sitting on a chair, yeah. wherever you are. Yep. Um, so when you're in the kitchen, he's a little, he's a little upset that he can't like be on top of the kitchen counter. Does he try to like follow you everywhere and get up to be like right where you are? So he would bark at me constantly and I didn't know what it was at first when we first got him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I soon realized he literally just wants to be held. He wants to be in my lap. He wants to be on my lap. If I'm at the kitchen counter, if I'm at the kitchen table, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll even carry him in a little papoose and he loves it. Like he just wants to be on top of me. Perfect. Yeah. That, that little carrier would put him in line with like where the kitchen counter would be. So that's perfect. Yep. So if you're ever doing And he literally like – Go ahead. He'll put his – if I'm like in the sink cleaning dishes, his paws will be right there on the sink with me. Yes. So th- okay, good. So that – I love that. That's – so what I was seeing was him wanting to be on the counter but couldn't. And literally in that statement, he, was, he couldn't because he was attached to you. So if you're ever doing something where you can't carry him or can't have him in a sling and you're able to like put his little bed up on the counter, if that's safe, because if he can't see, you don't want him to jump off, but just know that he would like that, but you'll have to see if he would stay there. All right. So bam, bam, anything else that you, okay. So that was what you didn't like about your house. You wanted to always be up anything else in the home that we need to adjust or modify for you. This was really funny. He just showed me a door opening and the wind like, and it was like really fast and tense and he just wasn't expecting it. Um, Is there like a door or a window in your house that when you open it, the wind flow is like extra strong that you can remember? So actually it's funny you ask this because last night he was up way later than he normally is. And, um, so yeah, where are you located again? You're in Pennsylvania, in right? Pennsylvania, like north of Philly. East yeah. So in New York, and I'm sure where you are too, yesterday was like the first warm day. Mm-hmm. We had the doors open, the front and the back door open, like the sliding door on the second floor, and it creates a cross breeze. Mm-hmm. And he was not able to go to bed last night. He usually is in bed by like 7 o'clock. He was up till 11, and I got the message that it was because of the breeze because he loves be- – I mean, I'm thinking it's because he loves being outside, and he was just mm-hmm. like, wait, why, do- why am I smelling outside still? Mm-hmm. And he couldn't wind down because of that. Love that. All right, let's talk. Because the feeling I got was like it was like stimulating, which now that you say he he couldn't sleep. So let's see. What else do we need to know, Bam Bam, about this cross breeze, this fan feel that I was feeling? He just says I wasn't expecting it, which would make sense. I forgot that you were in New York and it hasn't been nice out. So if he – the cross – yeah, he wasn't expecting it. So I think it was a little bit of one, not expecting it, but two, like – whoa, like, is it summer? Are we going to be outside all the time? Cool. Literally. Yes. So Bam Bam, what do you really love about your home? He loves how it's so clean and he says everything is perfect. Tell me more about that, Bam Bam. 
He says there's never any dust. If there is, it's picked up right away. Mom clean. So Erica, are you like a little vacuum or sweeper freak? So my husband's really the neat freak, but I'm constantly sweeping like every single day, especially Mm -hmm. with him eating and getting food everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I do. And like right before this call, actually, I was picking up um, like chunks of the Sherpa in his – he actually sleeps in a carrier case. He just goes in and that's like his little home. And we put a new one in there and he was freaking out because it's like a new scent or it doesn't have his old scent. (laughs) And he was like scraping at it and there were these like balls of Sherpa all over. So today I literally had to pick them up and like get one out of his chin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he he loves – so he's like your husband. He loves the cleanliness of everything and he says it's crisp and perfect. And what's interesting, Erica, is now that I know he doesn't see with his physical eyes – he still sees in his own way because he's literally showing me an image of like a shiny, sparkly, clean area. So I don't know, like, is your home, do you have a lot of like shiny countertops, like surfaces? Like, is it just like shiny everywhere? Um, well, I think he might be bringing up something. We had a little situation in the home. I brought in a tremendous selenite crystal. Hmm. And there was a whole drama with it. Um, I would actually like you to ask him about it and see what he says. So I think we'll ask about that now. What I was seeing previously, I don't think was that. I think it was the cleanliness of the home, which he really liked and appreciates you sweeping and vacuuming a lot. And he just, did he just come up on his own? Did he just call up? Okay, that was his way of saying, yes, I like it clean. (laughs) All right, so Bam Bam, let's talk about this crystal. This massive crystal. I'm seeing him like going back, like what? So don't give me details yet. Let's talk about this crystal. He said it was too big, too powerful, too much in his space, and he felt like it was dominating him. Okay, what else do Mm -hmm. we need to know? What, oh, this this is good. What he didn't like Erica, he didn't like – the word he's using is infatuation that you had for this crystal because it was like a distraction from him. Does that make sense or sound like something he would say? Okay. How did he <laughs> – did he yeah. kind of back away from this crystal like like it was almost like a threat to his his home? Yes. He was backing up. He was staring right at it even though he can't really see – Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. He was acting nervous. Um, he, now he says, he's okay with it. Okay. He said that like, let me ask him. Cause when it first came through and I, I should have said this, I, I'm, you know, we learn as we grow, right? We learn as we go for the rest of our lives. When I first saw the crystal, it was almost like he said there was like an essence, like a being to it. But I'm curious if it's yeah. attached yeah. to where you got it. So let's just ask. So Bam Bam, about this crystal. Yeah, it had to be cleaned. Did you do a lot of stuff to like energetically cleanse this crystal? Yeah, it was a very interesting place I got it from. Yeah, that's what he didn't um, like. I I did two clearings of it and I, I hesitated getting it and bringing it home because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a very clear shift after the cleansing happened. And see, I love 
I love that this just came up because we can be experts in our field, but we're never an expert. There's always more to learn and to more and more to evolve in our own trade, right? And when I first saw the crystal, it was like there's a being attached to it. And I was like, I'm not gonna say that. People are gonna think I'm nuts and it's not haunted. But that's that's what it was. It was the energy of where you got it and and the clearing made such a difference. So so did his energy shift completely after the clearings? Yeah, so I had someone clear it, I cleared it, and then finally I put it outside on the deck mm-hmm. in the sunshine, and that's what finally moves the energy. Okay. Bam, bam. Is there anything else about this crystal that we need to know? What he didn't like, it wasn't so much an infatuation of you with the crystal. What he didn't like is that there was like a masculine energy to it that was like attracting to Mm -hmm. you. And he was like, what is this? Why is this here? That needs to go. So that's, that's what that was about. Okay. What about how it is now? Is everything okay now? He says, now it's totally mom. Now it's all you. Like it has all of you. So he's good with it now. (laughs) I love it. Is there any specific questions you want me to ask him about anything? Or I can just see what he wants to say. Um, well, I guess one thing is that I'm actually going away next week and I'm getting a little bit of anxiety. Um, not anxiety. I just feel really bad leaving him because I'm like the highlight of his day as every pet parent is to their Mm -hmm. child, their pet child. Um, so I rearranged some things so that he could have like a really nice morning routine with my husband. Thank goodness. But we brought in two babysitters and I would love to know if he has anything to say about them. Okay. Are they going to be, <laughs> look in at the him, house? look at me. <laughs> Are they going to be in the house all the time? No, they're, okay. they're supposed to come twice a day for a walk each time. Okay. Can you give me their names and I'll ask him individually about each person. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's okay. It doesn't matter. No, it's fine. Well done. Are you sure? Yeah, it's not a big deal. I'll just ask him about them generally. Okay. Yeah, I'll just ask him generally. It's fine. Okay. All right. So Bam Bam, mom, mom is going away. Do you understand that she's going to be leaving for a short period of time? He goes, um, Nikki, how could I not know? Because she's literally been telling me every day, all day, all the time. <laughs> Have you been doing that? Trying to prepare him. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk more about that. He says, I'm going to be okay because when mom, even when she just goes to the office or she just goes to the store, she's always checking in with me through her heart and her mind and, and I'm receiving those messages. So it's going to be the exact same. Do you do that, Erica, when you even just go like to the office or the grocery store, you connect in with him? Definitely. And I have a very hard time leaving him. (laughs) So So, I guess he knows that and feels that, that I'm thinking about him. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to be gone, but he's not separated from you. Okay. So bam, bam, you're going to be home with dad. And you also have two babysitters coming. What do you think about the sitters? He's getting really excited because he says it's going to be 
like I'm bouncing. He's like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be extra plays. So I, th so I think he's going to be good with them because there is just excitement around it. What else do we need to know? Okay. Is, and you might not know, is one of the sitters way younger than the other one? I don't know. Okay. You'll have to let me know because I feel like one of them is going to be younger and more of like childlike. Not childlike, like immature, but like silly and playful. And maybe they're actually older, but they're just silly. And they're just going to have very different demeanors. Okay. So okay. let's talk about both of them, Bam Bam. The one that's more childlike, silly, playful. He said that he says one of them talks a lot, never actually stops talking. And he's going to be like, really, lady? You need to stop talking, but like he's having fun with it. Okay, what about the second one? The second one has worked with animals her whole life. I don't know if she's been in rescues or shelters, um, but she's really, really knowledgeable about like the care of animals. Not that the first one's not, but one is definitely more playful oriented and the other one is more like I am seriously educated in animals. So it'll be interesting if that actually is accurate because he already knows that even though he's never met them. So he's going to be okay. good. Don't worry. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Bam Bam, <laughs> is there anything else? Look at that tongue. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today, Bam Bam? So this is for your husband. He's saying, okay, dad needs to understand that I understand and hear everything. He might be, he says things sometimes and he thinks that I don't understand or I'm not listening because I'm just a dog, but I want him to know that I am understanding what's he said, <laughs> what he's saying. Does that make sense? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I have to say my husband is obsessed with Bam Bam, like mm -hmm. obsessed just as much as I am. Mm -hmm. However, however, he could leave and go do his thing and not be impacted about like Bam Bam being alone. Whereas I'm like, oh my goodness, we are thinking about the dog. Like we both love him just as much mm -hmm. unconditionally, but like I am more aware that he's like a child. And my husband has been saying this line to me that you basically just said that's been really triggering me. And he's like, he's just a dog. And I'm like, why are you saying that when like you don't – like you don't really feel that way. Like stop saying that because that's right. not true. He's not just a dog. Like right. no. So it's very funny that he – picked up on that because that's been an area of tension lately. And I'm like, you, you know, that he's just not a dog, like not just a dog. And like, I don't know why you're saying that and how you could say that because right. he's our son, like he's mm -hmm. our child. So hubby is going to have to listen to this segment of this episode and really see that. <laughs> and just so you know, Erica, Bam Bam isn't upset, but like he wasn't offended or like dad doesn't love me. It was more like, hello, dad, like I understand and I am not just a dog and mom is right. Like there was no like anger associated with it. So don't think that totally. he's taking it on being upset because he's not, but he just wants dad to totally. know that he's, he's understanding. It's so true. And I also would think like, and this is what I've practiced, being curious and listening to them. Like they're trying to speak to us. So in the past, when I was at a different level of consciousness, barking may have just like driven me crazy. Like, why are you barking? But not really saying like, why are you barking? Like, yes. why are you barking is different than like, wait, 
why are you barking? What do you need? And like creating that space of curiosity and openness and Mm you'll figure it out, right? Like it it comes through. You figure it out as you're in tune. And the tips you gave are, I just filmed a reel yesterday. I haven't posted it yet, but I was guided to film a reel to help people who want to open up to divine messages and receiving just inspiration, wisdom from the universe. And I said very similar things and it makes so much sense going back to that. Like, <laughs> eating well, eating well, because what we put in our body will affect how we can communicate, communicate telepathically. And if we're not rested, we can't connect to that, that higher energy. We don't have the capacity to. So it's, it just, what you do just resonates so deeply with my soul. It makes so much sense. I'm so grateful that I've been able to start practicing this with Bam Bam. It definitely changes everything like you said. And it's like a whole new world once we open up to all of this. And I I can't thank you enough. I know how busy you are and how many people are on your wait list now and you still made time for me, for the Valve community and for Bam Bam. So I'm so grateful. You are so welcome. And it was so fun. And I I love doing stuff like this because it's these little messages that our animals share and you never know like yes this was bam bam's messages but someone listening it might be like the same message they needed to hear too and it's just the ripple effect it's so great so i'm so blessed and thankful that you had me on today thank you so much please keep in touch let everyone know where they can find you on instagram and tiktok or wherever else sure so instagram tiktok and facebook my handle is at nikki vascones it's N-I-K-K-I-V-A-S-C-O-N-E-Z. And I spell it because there are so many fake accounts. I'm never going to message you asking you for money. Don't fall for that. My website is NikkiVascones.com. And I'm on all the socials, YouTube. My handle on YouTube is a little bit different. But if you go to my website, you'll see all my social links. And every time I talk to an animal, like I'll do it for Bam Bam, with your permission, of course. I like to post yes. their picture and share a couple like non-personal things of what the animals said. And it's really fun to just like see animals' personalities and what they're sharing. So check it out. I'd love to hear from you. I teach workshops every month. If you want to learn this, everything is on my website for you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nikki. It was such a pleasure. I Thanks can't thank you enough. That. You're very welcome. I hope you have a great day and your little bam bam. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Please take, if you're guided to, follow Nikki. She gives such amazing tips. And just like everything in energy, some things could be just so simple and you find the most profound shift. So if you're open to communicating with animals, be sure to check her out, follow along, and happy connecting. Thank you for being here. Satnam. Satnam. 